This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council On Air comes to you 6pm Tuesdays here on OR 105.4 FM and 1575 AM. Join Lux, Valerie and their special guests to hear the latest from the Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council and celebrate unity through diversity. DMEC On Air, 6pm Tuesdays with podcasts available anytime from oar.org.nz, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Hello, this is Valerie from Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council coming to you for our monthly segment of Wonderful Women where we talk about women and culture. You're listening to me on DMEC On Air hosted by Otago Access Radio, that's OAR and you can look us up on, or you can get the podcast from their website, Otago Access Radio, oar.org.nz, and find out more about the Needham Multi Ethnic Council either through the website, dmec.org.nz, or the Needham Multi Ethnic Council Celebrating Diversity. Coming to you um, on Tuesday at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday evening. And hello, I hope you enjoyed your Waitangi weekend and welcome back to the first day of work week. Today, um, an interesting topic that I was thinking about over the weekend. Um, Oftentimes when we think about women and we think about equality, I guess for me, a lot of equality means to me is equal rights, right? All around. And so when I was thinking a bit more or my observations and the health system and in university nowadays is that there, with a lot of promotion for women in careers and education and all of that, over the last few years, and apparently it's been happening a long time, that less and less males enroll and complete universities. And so I thought I'd have a wee read-up and see what's going on out there. So we'll start with what has gone on in the States because there's more information there, and the same in university in New Zealand. So when in 1972, since the U.S. government passed the landmark Title IV laws to promote gender equality in education, there was a 12% point gap in the proportion of bachelor's degrees going to men compared to women. And by 1982, that gap had closed. Um, and then after that, the gap started to widen rapidly in the opposite direction. By 2019, the gender gap in bachelor awards was wider at 14 points, but with women more than males, women more than men getting bachelors. Um, And similar trends have been seen in every stage of the education system and in almost every country in the world. Um, The senior analyst at the OECD Center for Educational Research and Innovation says that it's astonishing and that people can't believe it. I can. (laughs) 
and more so because it's unfolding in a similar way pretty much all over the world. Importantly, there is a gender gap not only in the rates of university and college enrollment, however, it also in the rates of completion among those who enroll. Enrollment rates over the past decade are generally declining, but that change is almost entirely driven by men. Women are now more likely to enroll in college or tertiary education than men, and the gender gap widened significantly in 2020. College enrollment has steadily declined following the Great Recession, with total enrollment among both men and women decreasing each year from 2012 to 2020. But many more women than men were enrolling in tertiary education when rates began to fall in 2012. Um, So 11.6 million women were enrolled at the time compared to 8.6 million men. If the relative decline among men and women had been similar, we would expect the gender gap in enrollment rates to remain constant. Instead, um, the decline in male enrollment eclipsed the decline in female enrollment for five years in a row. And that gender gap is widening. And COVID-19 apparently accelerated this trend. So it looks like when economy is not good... um, there may be more importance in men using other means to gain an occupation, I imagine. Um, Yeah. And then when we look at completion, women graduate high school and tertiary education at higher rates. The gap in university or college enrollment um, is getting its attention, but that's just one part of the story. Men in general are also less likely to graduate high school and even less likely to complete um, university after enrolling. Uh, The 10% point gap in the four-year college enrollment is only compounded by the gap in college completion rates. So at entry level, men are graduating at lower rates than women. Men who enrolled in a four-year degree in 2013 were 10 percentage points less likely than women to graduate within four years. Six years after enrolling, the gender gap in graduation narrows to six percentage points. Six-year college completion rates have modestly increased among both men and women over the past decade, but the gender gap has remained about the same, with men less likely to enroll and graduate conditional on enrollment, I guess it's no surprise that there are big gaps in the college degree attainment in the adult population, especially in younger cohorts. And looking at education gaps across the life cycle, uh, so far we have focused on the most recent cohorts. However, the gender gap wasn't always this way. Um, So men born from 1955 to 1974, so about at the moment between the ages 47 and, I don't know, 66, who likely finished their post-secondary education decades ago, attained bachelor's and graduate degrees at a similar rate to women in their age group. However, by contrast, older men born before 1955 had higher educational attainment than women, and younger men born after 1974 seemed to be consistently outpaced by women their age. Among those born before 1955, so people who are now 67, 
and above. Men are 9 percentage points more likely to have a, at least a bachelor's degree than women. And this is the only age group for which a traditional gender gap, gap favoring men holds. It is worth noting that women live longer than men on average, so the average age of women over 65 is higher than the average age of women over, over men over 65. And perhaps the gender gap in that age range may therefore appear slightly larger than it would if the age distribution were the same by sex. Among those born between 1985 and 1994, so between the ages of 27 and 26, on the other hand, men are 8 percentage points less likely to have a bachelor's degree or higher than women. A similar trend holds when looking at bachelor's degree attainment and at graduate or professional degree attainment separately. Men above the age of 65 are 4 percentage points more likely to have a bachelor's degree than women and 5 percentage points more likely to have a graduate or professional degree, whereas men ages 20. 5 to 20, 34 are 4 percentage points less likely to have a bachelor's degree than women and 4 percentage points less likely to have a graduate or professional degree. In New Zealand, a gender studies specialist says the 60-40 split of female and male domestic students attending the University of Otago last year is part of, as we've just talked about, the trend across most Western countries though it may be slightly higher at Otago than at other universities due to the emphasis of um, health sciences. Gender disparity was subject-specific in the university in New Zealand, and last year was slightly larger difference at Otago than usual, again, probably because of the role of health sciences. Going topic by topic, generally men tended to outnumber women in engineering and IT, while women tended to dominate in health-related disciplines. And these statistics seemed similar at most other universities around the country. At the Victoria University of Wellington, 2017 total students' figures showed a split of 55 to 45, while at the Auckland University of Technology, there was a 61 to 39% split among domestic students. Um, at the University of Auckland, 57% of all students were women, and at Massey, there was a 60% female majority. At Lincoln University, men comprised 51% of all students, and, a women, and women made up 49%. While in Waikato University, 58% of all students were women, and 42% were men. In 2016, the University of Canterbury hit headlines when the proportion of female students dropped below 50%. Um, and statistics, again, uh, include international as well of the, as domestic students from previous years show that at the University of Otago was usually about 57% women to 43% men. Um, yeah, and leaving that topic for another week, we'll talk about the wage gap. Despite the education gap, the wage gap for women still exists and a big one too when you consider women working in universities versus men working in universities. So what's actually going on? And there are, have been a few articles that looked at 
different reasons on why men are checking out of tertiary education. And especially in the wake of a pandemic um, that has caused the most significant enrollment declines in a generation, um, it all of this happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought, but here we are. So breaking down the impact based on gender, it's clear that men, of course, are disappearing from college and university, especially community colleges and large public university. Um, and it continues this decades-long trend of college women out-enrolling and outperforming their male counterparts. Long before the pandemic, long before the focus on public health threats, um, men were already trending towards lower rates of college enrollment and completion. But it looks like the data from the last year or two shows a significant difference enough for some articles to consider it a crisis. So an analysis from the National Student Clearinghouse found that total male enrollment decreased 8.9% from spring 2020 to spring 2021, with decreases of 18.4% among Native American men, 14.3% for black men, and, well, black, um, American, African American, sorry, it says so here. 12.6% um, for Latinos and the gender disparity in four-year non-profit university enrollment grew to an all-time high with women outpacing men at 61%. So this dramatic decline in male enrollments have raised worrisome questions about long-term trajectories for men in education, the workforce and society. Um, it seems that a growing number are not only disappearing from higher education, but also leaving the workplace. For those who are working, not having a college degree still equates to earning less on average and being at higher risk for unemployment than college-educated peers. The trend of male student disengagement is also worrying because it has the potential to reverse hard-earned progress towards boosting college completion rates among people of diverse ethnic and cultural groups. Um, so, what exactly could be the cause? Some people have said the pressures on men to work and provide are commonly one of the things that are cited, um, that campus climates and services not tailored to men, and the increased uncertainty during the pandemic. The ne negative impacts of the pandemic on career choices, not wanting to take classes online, and the lack of internet access and or technology. Over the years, because a lot of higher education campaigns and um, advocacy and, you know, focus has been about equality for women for so long, a lot of services and programs um, focus on male student success have been, until recently, relatively rare and unresearched. So, as the ratio of women's enrollments and degree completion have overtaken those on, of men, um, we have started to see a change where people are increasingly asking how can colleges and universities begin to boost male students' motivation and success. Um, Theories of educational psychology and learning styles 
Hopefully, can help us better understand why colleges and university are finding men harder to reach.、Um, for example, when differences in learning styles between men and women have become ingrained during childhood through different expectations of play, development, and learning, and reinforced throughout schools and adolescence.、Um, It's engendered in differences between men and women in their willingness to seek out support services, and in our experience,、uh, men respond to research surveys at lower rates, and outreach from colleges and university to male students almost always had less impact. Some institutions are recognizing that this is happening、um, to the male student disengagement long prior to the pandemic. Have developed programs. That may offer some valuable clues. So, for example, in Texas,、um, they started the Texas Education Consortium for Male Students of Color、um, since the 2013. After the need for targeted approaches to boost male student success after enrollment and performance gaps became evident in their data. Since the COVID nineteen pandemic, college leaders recognized they were going to need a different mechanism for engaging disengaged male students in a remote environment. So they began embedding tutors and academic coaches into high enrollment courses with high rates of D, F, and W grades. The initiative has grown from fifty sections in fall twenty twenty to one hundred and fifty in spring twenty twenty one, and they expect to exceed two hundred this fall. Um, the University of Texas have also launched several efforts to eliminate disparities in male student success, including a new faculty microgrant program that provides funding for informal student-faculty interaction with high-priority groups, including minority men. Brothers United is supporting male students through formal mentoring as well as informal meetups, focused on timely topics such as career development, personal branding, and restorative justice. The university conducted analysis to measure the impacts of all their major student success initiatives and services on a recurring basis, and it is found that、um, the services with the highest impact for minority males, like tutoring and academic coaching, were largely used by high-performing students who tend to seek them out on their own. So, to close that gap, the university student success team now uses data to identify and connect student populations who will reap the greatest benefits. Such as、uh, minority males, first-year students, and other at-risk students. The University of South Florida is also taking aim at the systemic factors that create barriers to the male student success, and it has earned national recognition for eliminating achievement gaps by race, ethnicity, and socioeconomic status. Equity gaps between women and men still exist. Across all colleges and demographic groups, men graduate at rates 18% lower than women at the four-year mark and 9% lower at the six-year mark. And looking at the interventions that different universities have tried to use across multiple institutes, where they've tried to put different interventions,、um, and most evaluation shows that、um, male students. Of color at four-year universities saw the greatest increase in persistence from engagement activities, including learning communities and event participation, as well as from academic advising and tools like schedule optimization software.、Um, 
and um, black, well, African Americans. Sorry, this article. Um, Latinx and male students at two-year institutes, two-year institutions saw the greatest gain in persistence through academic advising, mentoring, degree planning software, scholarships, and financial aid and supplemental instruction. Equally important for institutions to understand that the unintended consequences of student outreach, um, where a similar analysis last year found that non-personalized automated advising alerts had a stronger negative effect on women than men. Oh, sorry, opposite. Cut that out. Analysis last year found that non-personalized automated advising alerts had a stronger negative effect on men than women. And without measurements, institutions lack the knowledge necessary to maximize the benefit of effective interventions and avoid unintended negative consequences. So, counterintuitive, counterintuitive as it may seem, meeting the needs of men, particularly from historically marginalized populations, should be a key area of focus as we work to address the broader equity gaps in college access and completion. And I just think, you know, in general, to consider more data, um, to design better impact initiatives to tackle what appears to be a growing crisis of disengagement in higher education today. Otherwise, um, that one-size-fits-all approach are clearly not working for men at the moment. So yeah, it's just an interesting thing to consider as we consider many things around equality. And despite what's going on and the rates of education and completion, because a lot of more experience and higher level roles are still dominated in the are dominated by the older gap, that sixty-five year old that fifty-five, sixty-five year old gap. What we still see, and that will be discussed more in the next topic, is that despite the education rates, um, the pay, the wage gap uh, benefiting male men over women in university jobs are still large. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. This is Valerie from Wonderful Women, where I talk about things around gender and culture and ethnicity. You're listening to us at DMEC On Air, hosted by Otago Access Radio. You can look up the podcast on or.org.nz, oar.org.nz. Find out more about DMEC through the website, dmec.org.nz, or looking us up on Facebook, Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council, celebrating diversity. Thank you for listening today. Good evening. Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council on Air comes to you 6pm Tuesdays here on OR 105.4 FM and 1575 AM. Join Lux, Valerie and their special guests to hear the latest from the Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council and celebrate unity through diversity. DMEC on Air, 6pm Tuesdays with podcasts available anytime from oar.org.nz, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.